1: I came to have church today. You know, we've been having, um, you know, the, just the past couple of weeks have just been incredible services. We had a great time Friday night at the special meeting Friday night. Just very sweet presence of the Lord. It was awesome, and I anticipate that what God is doing will continue. This this isn't what God's been doing and what's been happening in our church isn't just you know, something that we schedule and say okay that was great let's go about our normal business no <laughs> God's transforming our church God's looking for a church in the Great Lakes region where he can pour out his spirit in an unprecedented way I have, I have received in the past couple of weeks more phone calls and facebook messages and things from ministers and evangelists not just in our area but literally from around the country around the world that are commenting uh on what they're hearing that things are. And I'm just like, how is anybody even hearing about this? <laughs> like, how does, I mean, we posted on Facebook that God's stirring something in the Great Lakes, but that's really about it. And I've had several people say, I suppose that if God can move in the Great Lakes region, he could do it anywhere. So <laughs> I said, amen. <laughs> so there's a stirring, there's some, something's happening and I, I, I don't want to put my hands on it. I don't want it to be about us and and. know heather or zach i don't want it to be about us i don't want it's not just about it's not about us it's about god and we just want to be a vessel that yields to god and say lord use us in whatever way whatever it looks like so i just want to encourage you to yield um i wasn't going to say all this and, and you can be seated if you can um but let me say this if you if you look through history actually i'm going to start wednesday night um this wasn't necessarily planned, uh, but I'm going to start Wednesday night, uh, a teaching and a study on, on revival history, and uh, we're going to go back through the years and take a look yes. at, we're going to take a look at scripture, what scripture says, and, and take a look at revival history, and um, yep. so we're going to start, you better be, we're going to start Wednesday night uh, that study but I'm, ex- I'm excited about that I wasn't planning on doing that I just feel that that's the direction we need to go but I want to I want to say this that anytime God pours out his spirit in an unusual way or does something unprecedented in a church the key to it growing and increasing is yieldedness The worst thing for any move of God or awakening is when man gets his hands on it. It's the worst thing that could happen. And uh, we strive very hard uh, to protect what God's doing in this church. We strive very hard to protect the uniqueness of what God's doing. And uh, we hope that you trust us. We hope that as your pastors, you trust us with what God's doing here. And... um, you know There are different folks that will come, time, come through at different times and minister, and they, everybody has different styles and different flavors, but I'm after the Word of God and the power of God. If, if they're lining up with Scripture and they're lining up with the Word, I'm good. Styles may be different. That's okay. I'm okay with that. But the last thing that we want is man, for it to be a man show. It's about Jesus. And so we're gonna ask, I'm asking you to help us protect what God's doing here, to enter in, to yield to God, and let it increase in your own life. God can do something corporately, and He is doing something corporately, but it needs to continue individually as well. And, um, you know, it requires, revival requires a commitment. Revival awakening requires commitment on behalf of the church that God's using to minister to people. Um, We can look through history. We learn a lot through history. We're looking at revivals and history of revivals. Um, But the one thing that's true is it requires commitment on behalf of the church to be committed to carrying out what God has started and yield to what God is doing and uh it's awesome i can't i can't wait to see what god has in store in the coming months and years for the great lakes i can't wait amen can't wait heather said it last week i think it was last week she said we didn't we didn't move across the country for 200 people at celebration we love celebration we love love y'all but we came for a region we came we came to take the city. <laughs> we came to take the city. And I hope that's your heart. I hope that's I hope you will say amen and join with us in that. And I believe you are. I believe that you are. Night of hope this week was fantastic. We had a great time again this week with night of hope Um, over 200 people again being ministered to it was powerful powerful night someone came up to me after and they said you know i think we're too efficient (laughs) i said i don't know that i've ever been accused of that before i don't know if i've ever been told we're just too efficient but people were just you know within an hour and a half 200 people were ministered to prayed for Given groceries, haircuts, medical screenings, all of that was happening, and back out the door, back to their home. It was incredible. It was smooth. I, I really believe, I really believe that it is, it is the almond tree. It is the bud. It's the first fruit. The almond tree was a sign to the Israelites of the harvest to come. I believe that it is, it is a sign. It is the first fruit of what's to come. That God has gifted this church with leaders, And people who carry a unique anointing and unique ministry to bring in the hurting, to bring in those who are broken, to love on them, to build them back up, and send them back out, and to reach the world. And I, I really believe this night of hope is just the first fruits of what's to come. It's incredible. It's incredible. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You have your Bibles in 1 Corinthians. We're going to receive communion together this morning. <clears throat> Hallelujah. If you need if you need healing in your body this morning, as we receive communion, the Lord can touch your body and heal you. Amen. Thanks, man. If you need healing in your emotions. This morning, God can touch you and heal you as we re- receive communion together. Communion is more than just a sign or symbol. It's supernatural. It's supernatural. It's an opportunity to release your faith. And trust God and believe God for healing in your body. And this is what 1 Corinthians says in verse 23 of chapter 11. It says, For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same manner, he also took the cup After supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Therefore, whoever eats this bread or drinks this cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. So let's do that today. Let's heed the word. We celebrate the Lord's death. We remember his death and his resurrection. We celebrate his death and his resurrection today. But let us also examine our own hearts. How is it with your soul today? How is it with your soul today? How is it between you and Jesus today? You know, in the stillness of this moment, you can begin to call out to the Lord and ask him. Ask him to forgive you. Ask him right now to be the Lord of your life. If if things may be in your life... Your relationship with God has grown cold today before you leave this place right now. Right now, as we begin to receive communion together, begin to settle things in your life with the Lord. Father, we thank you. Thank you, Lord, for salvation. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you died and you rose again and you're sitting at the right hand of God right now, praying, interceding, pouring out the promise of the Father on us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for the precious gift of salvation. Lord, I thank you that we can rejoice in you today. In Jesus' name. I'm going to ask those that are serving communion to go ahead and wait on the people. Let's worship the Lord together as they serve communion.
2: In the quiet, in the stillness, I know that you are God. The secret of your presence I know, there I am restored.
1: worship Jesus, for your broken body. Thank you Jesus, that you went to the cross for me. that your body was broken for my peace, for my healing, for my restoration. Thank you Jesus. Thank you Jesus, that you became my sacrifice. Thank you Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your broken body. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you Jesus. Let's eat together. that the blood of Jesus wipes out, erase every trace of sin. It breaks every bondage. It breaks every stronghold. It heals. It removes every sin, every stain. Thank you, Lord, for your blood that was shed for me. That I was a sinner. Before I ever knew you, you loved me, and you died for me. You gave your life for me. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that I now have an eternal hope. I now have an eternal reward because of your spilled blood. Jesus, you are my reward. You are my hope. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's drink together. you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Just give him praise this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Bless you, Lord. Come on, you can do better than that. This isn't, we're not talking about a birthday gift. We're talking about your salvation. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. (laughs) Thank you, Lord. That was a good job, Jesus. No, he died for you and Rose again. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> it's okay to get excited in church about Jesus. Amen. 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 You can be seated this morning. I'm gonna ask my wife to come, and she's I'm sure has a good word for you and some announcements and things to make you aware of. Hallelujah.
3: Hallelujah. Isn't he good? All the time. Awesome. Well, for those of y'all that are new to Celebration or visiting, we welcome you. It is so good um, to have you in our home, to have you with us, worshiping Jesus. And so thank you for coming. Um, We do have some new Connect cards. Um, If you're new to Celebration or if you've been here forever and a day, We um, are blessed to have um, merged into a new people data system. It's it's much more efficient than our old one, and we're gonna save some bucks. I like that, I like that a lot. So, um, but in order to update the system, and we have these every week, so if you're new to Celebration, please grab it and fill it out. If you've been here forever and a day, please grab it and fill it out. It updates all the information to where we have the same info for everybody. The old data system was kind of incomplete. And so we'd like to, um, in order for us to be able to run all the right reports and do all the things that we do, the more information we have, the better. So if you can fill this out, we're only going to have these cards for about two to three weeks. So if y'all can try to fill them out today, that would be perfect. And if you're new, you can turn it in at the information booth and receive a gift. We like to bless people around here. We um, are really excited. Our second semester of Bethesda Bible College is coming up. And so Bethesda is a great way for you and I to dig into the Word of God. So if you feel like you've got a call of God on your life, you're not sure what it looks like, but you know you're called as a minister, which we all are, I wanna encourage you to uh, take a Bethesda class this this semester. You can um, take it for college credits and earn three credits per class. It is a fully accredited Bible college. Or if you're like, look, I'm not trying to pursue a degree, I'm not trying to pursue licensing, but I wanna dig into God's word, you can audit the class. And so that means you come, you participate, you're part of everything and you don't have to take the test that's a pretty good deal so we encourage you to come um, for that you can see Cindy Stover she's our Bethesda registrar and as we're gearing up for fall we have um, you know it is really hard to do announcements when the Holy Ghost is here (laughs) but thank you Lord He gets us through So as we're gearing up for fall, um, we're looking around the building at all the projects we have that we want to complete before winter. And so in order to get those projects completed, we're doing a community-wide garage sale. And so it's a great opportunity for you and I to clean out the old stuff in the house, to get rid of stuff we've been meaning to get rid of. and, And a great way for us, again, to minister to the community, to get people on our property. How many of you know through Night of Hope, if we can just get them on our property, we can love them? And so it's another great way to just get people on our property, to get the word out that we are here. God is alive. We are moving in this city. And all of those um, uh, funds that come in are going to go toward building projects this fall. woo So if you're interested in either volunteering that day, if you're interested in renting your own space, that you've got so much stuff you want your own space, um, or you just want to bring stuff in or, or whatever, you can see Tony Sloan. She will help you help us. I promise you that. Um, and then for Night of Hope, next month, we'd like to have a new um, service to uh, provided to the community, um, free pedicures. It's one of the most amazing, awesome, humblest ways to serve our fellow man. How many of you have ever been to a foot washing service? You know, we did that with our leadership before we left New Orleans, and I think it was a five-hour service. And um, we annihilated. And the same thing happens when we begin to wash our community's feet. It's not a full-service pedicure, but we're going to wash their feet. We're going to paint their toes. We're going to love on them with the love of Jesus. And so if you want to help and participate in that ministry, you can see Mandy, and she will get you started. Amen? All right. Jenna, why don't you come on up? As we go um, to take uh, receive our tithes and offerings today, we're going to see where Jesus goes with this. But we've been having um, some awesome, awesome outpourings of his presence. And so jenna has got a testimony from last, was it last Sunday? All right, why don't you share that?
0: Um, so as you all know, last Sunday was awesome. And so our young adult single women's group meets Sundays after church every other week. Um, so we just so happened to have group that week, last Sunday. And um, so Jen leads it, and we de- she decided, you know, let's just not do the book today. <laughs> let's talk about what God did in service. And so everyone shared, and um, and I I shared that, like, I just felt our church went somewhere corporately. Um to a place where I feel like the church hasn't gone before, and I felt a sense of unity in the body of Christ here, and um, so anyway, so then um, I'm going to read something, and then I'm going to explain what I felt like I saw, um, because I got a vision, and it comes from Ezekiel 47, and um, hang with me, because I'm going to read half of it. bear with me not the whole thing it's good then he brought me back to the door of the temple and behold water was issuing from below the threshold of the temple towards the east the water was flowing down from below the south end of the threshold of the temple south of the altar then he brought me out by the way of the north gate and led me around on the outside to the outer gate that faces towards the east. And behold, the water was trickling out on the south side. Going on eastward with a measuring line in his hand, the man measured a thousand cubits. And then he led me through the water, and it was ankle deep. And he measured a thousand, and led me through the water, and it was knee deep. Again, he measured a thousand, and led me through the water, and it was waist deep. Again, he measured a thousand, and it was a river that I could not pass through, for the water has risen. It was deep enough to swim in, a river that could not be passed through. And he said to me, Son of man, have you seen this? Then he led me back to the bank of the river. As I went back, I saw on the bank of the river very many trees on one side and on the other. And he said to me, this water flows towards the eastern region and goes down to Araba and enters the sea. When the water flows into the sea, the water will become fresh. And wherever the river goes, every living creature that swarms will live. And there will be very many fish, for this water goes there, that the waters of the sea may become fresh, so everything will live where the river goes." Fishermen will, send, will stand beside the sea from Engedi to In-Gle- Inglam. It will be a place for the spreading of nets. Its fish will be of very many kinds, like the fish of the great sea. But its swamps and marshes will not become fresh. They are to be left for salt. And on the banks, on both sides of the river, there will grow all kinds of trees for food their leaves will not wither nor their fruit fail but they will bear fresh fruit every month because the water for them flows from the sanctuary their fruit will be for food and their leaves for healing so I, um i got this picture when you know the lord brought me to the you know the part where that i felt like the church was well, let me just say, you know, ankle deep, and then you go out further, and then you're knee deep, and your waist deep, and then you're swimming, and um, the Lord just showed me that that's where our church, that's where how we, like that's where He's bringing us to is that river where we're all swimming, and I literally saw like this waterfall that was flowing from the altar, and it was flowing out into the congregation, and everyone was kind of like walking forward, and people were getting ankle deep, knee deep, waist deep, swimming. So the closer they got to the, the source, the more everyone was going deeper in Christ. And so then this river just kind of flowed out, and um, I just saw that it was going towards Lake Erie, and this river was just... It was being birthed out of here, and so as a church, as He's taking us deeper, that's how the river is just gonna—it's gonna go forth. And um, so it was an awesome vision that I wish I could paint for you, but um, but yeah. So that's what He showed me, and I'm really excited about where the Lord's taking our church. So.
3: <laughs> Woo! In his presence, church, in his presence, his fullness of joy, in his presence, is life and healing and hope. You know, it's in his presence that he drops creativity, that he drops visions, that he, he, he begins to speak life to us. That's why we spend so long in worship. It's not just because we think Pastor Grace and her team are great. They're awesome, but it's not about them at all. Like it's not about pastor or myself. It's about getting in the presence of the Lord and meeting with the King of Kings, meeting with the Lord of Lords and letting him affect us. I want to be affected. I want to be affected more today than I was yesterday. I want to be affected by the blood of Jesus. I want to be affected by the cross. I want to be affected by the river of life. I want to be affected. I want to be affected So much so that I can't even swim in the river. So much slow that you find me at the bottom. That you find me at the bottom. Because it's there that I no longer live. But Christ in me. But Christ in me. That I can go out in the community. I can go out with the worst of the worst. I can go out with the high and mighty hoity toities and let them not affect me, but let the light in me begin to affect them. Why? Jenna just read it because everywhere the river goes, there's life. If I'm dead, dead to self and alive in Christ, if you find me at the altar, Then everywhere I go, the river goes. If the river goes with me, there's life. Ask all my friends back home why they avoid me when they're in compromise. Why they avoid me when they know they're in sin. Because I can't be around it. I can't. It's not because I'm so holy and mighty because I don't want to lose his presence. It's because I don't want to lose his presence. It's because a bad attitude is compromise, because judgment is disgusting and filth, because pride can't stay in his presence. So I don't want to allow it around me. I want to be found at the bottom of the river, dead to self and alive in Christ. Why can I say all that? Because church, I do a lot of repenting. (laughs) It's the life of the believer. Because what repentance is, is forgiveness. It's the kindness of the Lord. Like Pastor Charles said last week, it's the kindness of the Lord that leads us to repentance. But the repentance is just the beginning of the journey of restoration. Restoration with man. Restoration with God. Restoration within ourselves. You know, last week I experienced something in Christ that I've not yet experienced. I've lived in revival. I oh, cherish the outpouring of His presence more than anything in this world. And what we're experiencing is beyond anything. I've experienced. So as Zach and I are are praying and we're seeking God and we're asking him, Lord, what are you doing? What is it? Lord, help us, help us, give us wisdom, help us to yield. You know what's been the forefront of this outpouring we're beginning to receive? It's repentance. repentance it's repentance it's us faced with the cross faced with the one who is beat and bruised for our iniquity who loved us so much that he would take all of our chastisement all of it
1: upon his body
3: that you and I might have life Why? Because all have sinned. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. There's not one put in front of the other. For before Him we're all guilty. Before Him we're all in dire need of His blood and of His resurrection. Because we're not here as a church judging one another, but we're here as a church repenting together, arm in arm, hand in hand, saying, Let's go to the Father together. Let's go together. Let's go together. We're all in need. And because of that repentance, the Bible says times of refreshing will come. Times of refreshing. Will come. That's what we're experiencing. He's pouring out his spirit. He's pouring out his mercy and his grace. And he's healing hearts, hearts that have been broken for so long. One moment in his presence, one touch of the Father's hand. We'll do more than a lifetime of counseling can ever do. There's a scripture in Joshua and it says, be strong and of good courage. It says it all over the place. Be strong and of good courage. Church, that's not about us with our bodybuilding. You know, put on the bodybuilding suit. We're going to go stand. Nope. You know what be strong and good courage means? Trust him enough. Be strong enough in our faith. Be courageous enough in who he is to bring our very present need before him. The hardest thing for us to do is prideful man is to come before even the Father and say, I need your help. Say, this is too big for me. My attitude is too big for me. My hurt is too big for me. That's what be strong and of good courage is. How do I know? Oh, I've lived it. Train for the marathon. I'm ready to go, Lord and it all comes crashing down beyond anything I could ever do in myself. But thanks be unto the Lord, he gave me that scripture. Thanks be unto the Lord, he began to reveal it to me before it happened. Thanks be unto the Lord that all we need is him. And he'll take all that pain, all that shame, as you bring it to the altar, as you bring it before him, our prayers are like incense. the throne of God, as we bring it to Him, He begins to pour out that river, that river of His presence, that river of life, and those dead things in you and I begin to live. Those places that were dead because of sin, those places that were dead because of pain, because somebody done did hurt you. I'm talking about stuff that goes deep, deep to childhood. So we bring it to the Father and that river flows. Life, life, those dead things live. He begins to put the flesh back together. He begins to fix the sinews within us and he begins to breathe life. All of a sudden, you're not speaking death. You're not speaking vulgarities. You're not speaking, speaking vile things. But you're speaking hope in his presence. What is this river I'm talking about? Revelation 22. It's what Jenna saw. And he showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding from the throne of God and of the Lamb. Church, Christianity is the only religion in the entire world that's not about some book knowledge, not about rules and regulations, not about somebody who's got a tomb somewhere. It's the only religion in the world that's a revealed religion. Revealed. You've got to catch it in the spirit. There's not a list of do's and don'ts. revealed how is it revealed by his presence by his presence we've got doctrines we believe but at the end of the day if he wasn't alive to reveal himself to you and I we'd have nothing so he is alive sitting at the right hand of God today And you can picture him as this, almost as half, half, half standing, half sitting. Why? So that the river of God, clear as crystal, pure, flows from his throne. That's why we wait on him. We wait on him in worship. We wait on him in the preaching and the teaching of the word. We wait on him in laying hands because if it's us, it's going to burn up. You don't need us. I don't need me, I need his presence. I need to be in a position that receives from the river of life that flows straight from heaven through me and out to this world. I wanna read one more scripture to remind us of what the Lord said last week, what he's confirming again this week. Josh, it's Habakkuk 2.14. Jenna shared her vision that the river was coming at the sanctuary at the altar and it was flooding through the church. It was flooding through you and I and she saw us and some were waist, uh, ankle deep and some were knee deep and some were waist deep. But before the vision ended, the river flooded out through those doors and flooded up to Lake Erie. And the Lord spoke to us last week out of Habakkuk 2.14 and said, for the earth, that's the great lakes, will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. It will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. You and I play a vital part in that as we yield, as we yield, as we yield to him. So as we go and the ushers get ready, they're going to receive our tithes and offerings. I want for you, we're not finished with church. I want for you to ask the Lord, what would he have you sow? What would he have you sow? Because as you and I sow faithfully into the kingdom of God, we're sowing into that river of life. We're sowing into that river of life. Not all of us get to be a part of every ministry, but all of us get to be a part through our finances. And as I look across the room, each of you, whether we realize it or not, are connected by his blood and we're connected by our giving. We each play a part in each other's healing. Why? Because you and I make it possible to have these lights turned on, make it possible to have the doors open, make it possible that we could gather in fellowship together to read his word, to seek his face, to glorify our Father in heaven. We make it possible to open our doors to this community for Night of Hope and have hundreds come in. If you haven't come yet, you gotta come and watch as the grandmas bring their babies for their haircuts because they haven't had haircuts in over a year. Or come and work the food and you watch as the little boys come and they get plate after plate and they're scooping it up so fast because they're starving. That's what our tithes and offerings go for, that the glory the knowledge of the glory of the Lord would fill our city. I have never seen a church in the middle of practically serving at every table have someone talking, hearing their story, loving on them, praying with them, encouraging them in the Lord. Church, we're doing it. You're doing it. Our finances make it possible to reach the city. And we're not stopping there, we're not stopping there, we're going for it all. You say, ask of me and I'll give you the nations. Lord, I'm standing on your word and I am claiming, I am claiming Akron, I am claiming Akron. Heroin, you can't have my city. Drugs, you can't have my city. My city has been bought and paid for by the blood of the Lamb. And I will see the goodness of the Lord in this land. Father, I thank you for the opportunity for this church to build your kingdom. A city set on a hill. Arm in arm, hand in hand. Brick upon brick. Building your kingdom. Father, I pray for every household here. I pray for supernatural financial blessings. I pray, God, for the workplace, for things to be shifted, for your people to be honored, for your people to have favor with man. Favor with man. Father, not just to, not for our bank accounts to get built up, but for your kingdom to get built. In this storehouse, in this storehouse, Father, is the finances to further your kingdom. And I thank you for that. I thank you for that supernatural blessing coming upon each and every household this week. Each and every household, Lord, I speak financial blessings. Financial blessings. Breakthrough. Breakthrough in jesus name we thank you lord
2: ushers you can serve the people
1: hands, where you're your at. Love, no, no place, place. i Do you believe that? No Is that your cry this morning? No, no place. place I'd rather be. Here in your heart. Here in your love. Thank you, Lord. Come on, just lift your hands with me. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, thank you, Jesus. Lord, we thank you. For hearts that are being awakened in this region. Lord, we thank you for hearts that are being awakened in our church. Lord, I thank you that right now in this place, Lord, that every person, Lord, every person in this room, God, that's a part of our church, Lord, that has grown cold maybe with religious experience, Father, their heart be set ablaze by the fire of God hallelujah Lord that you would give us Lord a holy ghost conviction a holy ghost conviction Lord and a holy ghost fire for the lost God help us to not be apathetic but to be overflowing Help us, Lord, not to be lazy and judgmental, Lord, but to be overflowing with the power of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. A couple things just to. First thing I want to make you aware of is why we have the cross up. I was going to share this on Friday night, didn't get around to it, but. Um, we we put the cross up because during during all of these meetings and different things that have been happening, all that God's been challenging folks on is all about, it all really is all about souls. If we're not here to reach the lost, then why are we here? Y'all are getting quiet on me. (laughs) If we're not if we don't have a passion to reach the lost, then why are we doing what we're doing? The, the purpose of the power of God that's released in our lives is to see souls saved, to see people born again. We are not. We don't come to church just to do our religious duty and check the checkbox. We come because God is downloading in us supernatural power to carry out to the world around us. And so there are uh, pieces of paper and pens up here and as you think about it, I am going to ask you to write down the names of people that you're praying for, for salvation. And we're, going to, we're just going to stack them up over there, and we'll, we'll pray for those folks. You don't have to put the full name. You can if you want, but, but at least their first name, just write it down over there and just leave it there leave the piece of paper there and it, it will get prayed over through the different services and If you ever feel led to come up and pray for the names during worship or whatever um, Feel free to do so and we'll we'll pray over those names and then last week another thing to make you aware of pastor Joe's in the in the drum cage, so I'll, I'll steal his thunder, but but last week uh, I felt the Lord gave me a word of prophecy regarding uh, reaching out to Akron University and I said, go talk to him this week. Can you need to talk to him this week? And so he did. And so they gave us a free uh, opportunity to come today uh, to promote to the incoming students uh, the young adult ministry and things that they've got going on. So we, our young adult ministry is going over to Akron U this afternoon. Did I get that right? So, can we pray for Akron University? There's thirty, forty thousand 40,000 students sitting right there that need the gospel. Y'all are getting tired on me already. I'm just getting started. <laughs> I just got the microphone, so we're just getting started. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Father, we pray for Akron University. Lord, let your glory come. Lay your glory, God, invade that campus. Lord, what is what is meant for evil and and darkness, Lord, that your glory would begin to radiate through those halls, Lord, begin to radiate through the dorms, Lord, begin to radiate through those classrooms. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, that you would continue to give us favor and inroads and opportunities there. Lord, we thank you for, for revival on Akron U. God, we thank you for an awakening at Akron University this year. God, we thank you that students are going to be transformed and set ablaze For your glory in the name of jesus thank you lord thank you lord for this opportunity lord i thank you for your anointing lord your anointing your favor on our on our pastor young adult pastors lord and and the leaders that are going out to minister at the campus and i thank you for it lord thank you jesus thank you jesus for the sake of someone saying we didn't preach this morning (laughs) you'd be surprised I don't want to keep you much longer but Luke chapter 3 Luke chapter 3 Bob Evans will wait for you I promise Denny's wherever you go They'll be waiting. And if you've got a roast in the crock pot, you'll just have beef jerky. That'll be okay. That'll be okay. Luke chapter 3. I just want to share a quick word with you this morning. Luke chapter 3. Starting in verse 16, it says, John, this is John the Baptist, John answered, saying to all, I indeed baptize you with water. But one who is mightier than I is coming, whose sandal strap I am not worthy to loose. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire fire his winnowing fan is in his hand and he will thoroughly clean out his threshing floor and gather the wheat into his barn but the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire and luke 24 luke 24 in verse 49 it says behold i send the promise of the father upon you but terry everybody say terry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. And then in Acts chapter 2, it says, When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. And appeared to them divided tongues as a fire and sat upon each of them. And they began... And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with the other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. I want to talk about the fire of God today. We've been talking about the anointing, been teaching on the anointing. And I would say one of the greatest emblems, symbols, pictures, whatever whatever term helps you understand of the anointing is the fire of God. The Bible says that our God is an all-consuming fire. John the Baptist said that he will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. We need the fire of God. The anointing is the fire of God on the inside of us. When the disciples all gathered in the upper room, the apostles and all those that believed, the 120 They received the fire of God. The fire of God came on them. Each of them had a flame on them. There is a flame of fire for you. You know, sometimes fire can be a good thing and fire can be detrimental. You know, if you have, there's all the forest fires and things going on. If you have a controlled burn and a forest fire, it kind of gets rid of all the stuff in the forest on the, on the, all the leaves and all the dead stuff and causes new new growth to come. If you have a forest fire, I'm looking at my firemen. If you have a forest fire, it's a little bit more extreme. There's, you know, there's plenty of stories and we see it on the news of firemen losing their lives during the forest fires and and that's not uncommon. You know, it's but the fire of God. The fire of God connected with the purpose of God will set a city ablaze. The fire of God connected with the purpose of God will set the city ablaze. Fire anointing power without purpose is destructive. It's destructive, but when you have the purpose of God, He equips us, He induces us with power. You step into the river, like Jenna was talking about this morning, you get into the flow of the river, not for the goose the, the goosebumps and hey, we all fell down and we had a good time at church. I said last week, if it's all about falling down, let's just all come up and line up and say one, two, three and fall and we'll just go home and it'd be a lot easier. Right? But that's not what the power of God and the fire of God is for. The Bible says that you will receive power when the Holy Spirit's come upon you so you will be my witnesses. And so the power, the fire of God is connected to reaching the city. I believe if there's anything that is lacking in the church today, it's the fire of God. We've allowed ourselves to become apathetic and lazy. Paul told Timothy, he said, Timothy, stir up, fan into flame, the gift of God that's on the inside of you. And I say to you today, stir up the gift of God that's on the inside of you. That word, the fan into flame, to stir up It's a compound word. It means to make the fire vigorous again. You need to take the the poke and the prod of the Holy Spirit and allow Him to stir up that fire, to stir up the embers that have grown cold. Maybe you've backed away this morning out of fear. You're not not sure. You're not sure about all this. You're not, maybe somebody's hurt you. Maybe somebody in church has hurt you. Maybe somebody said something to you. You know, the unfortunate of being the pastor is when somebody says something that hurts you, you can't leave. (laughs) Everybody else just gets offended and leave, but where are you going to go as the pastor, right? We allow things to creep in and snuff out our fire we got to allow the Holy Spirit to rekindle that flame in our heart. Jesus told the church in Laodicea, I would rather that you would be cold or hot, but don't lukewarm. Don't be lukewarm. Today, allow God to rekindle that flame in your heart. Don't be lukewarm. Don't be the, the lukewarm Christian that just sits on the sidelines and says, Oh, they'll take care of that. Everybody else will do that or sit in judgment of Christian. But allow God to rekindle his fire in your heart rekindle the anointing the power of God flowing in your life in Matthew 25 we find the story of the ten virgins five were wise five were foolish what was the problem with the five foolish what was their problem they had no oil they they weren't prepared the fire went out we're approaching the coming of the bridegroom. The world is getting darker and darker and our flames have got to get brighter and brighter. That only happens when you have the oil of the Holy Spirit, the fire of the Holy Spirit burning in your life. I believe that most of you that are here today are hungry for God. You truly desire to go deeper and you want to see God transform this region. I believe that. I believe that. I believe that that most of you here are hungry for God. That you're hungry to see this region transform. I want to encourage you that the way that that's going to happen by you yielding to God say Lord let, let it burn let the fire burn I believe that if every Christian in America would not hold back and just let the fire burn in their life and not hold anything back it would shake America it would shake America but we all want our we want our controlled fire we just want our little flame you know we don't we don't want it to get too out of hand. We come to church with our wet blankets ready to throw on throw our wet blankets on anything that looks a little bit. I want to come to church with my kerosene. <laughs> Just let it go. <laughs> Just let it burn. Well, you know, we don't want to get too wild. We might get you might get in the flesh. You're in the flesh. <laughs> turn up the fire, you might singe that sucker off of you. <laughs> you might start to burn the flesh off of you. <laughs> the problem is that you're in the flesh and you need the fire. <laughs> well, I might get a little out of control. Well, that's why God gave you good pastors. We've got a great, we've got a great team of leadership that would be more than willing to help you find your way. I'd rather, I I would rather, let me say this. It's easier to tame the fire than it is raise the dead. I'd rather have, I'd rather have a little bit of wildfire than none at all. We can, we can help rein in the wildfire. It's raising the dead that gets a little complicated. (laughs) So don't worry. Lord, let the fire increase. Let the fire increase. Let the fire increase, Lord. <laughs> Let the fire increase, Lord. Let it burn, Lord. Let it burn. Let it burn, Lord. <laughs> yeah, just burn us right on out of our comfort zone. Just set us ablaze, Lord. Just burn up our flesh and our preconceived ideas. Lord, let the anointing just increase. Let the fire increase. Lord, we'll see this city and this region transformed. It's happening. Hallelujah. Why don't you stand with me this morning? Let the fire burn, Lord.
0: Thank you for joining the Celebration Podcast. For more information, visit ccakron.org or call us at 330-762-7458. You can also download the Celebration app from iTunes or the Android store.
1: With my father is so hard. Awesome.